and welcome to State of Mind, the Sea Press podcast with me, Grace Kingswell. This podcast series is an exploration into the lives of our guests, what drives them, how they've got to where they are now, and how they balance their work life to maintain their state of mind. Today, I'm talking to Tyrone Brennard, superstar personal trainer and owner and founder of Be The Fittest, a personal training company with a real edge and difference. Ty didn't have the easiest of starts in life and what he's managed to achieve thus far is mind-blowing and incredibly commendable. We talk about his family and how he balances work life and home life, his food habits and his tattoos, of which there are many, and just to forewarn you, I persuade Ty to take his shirt off and show me. So sorry that you guys don't get to witness this with me. Series two of the podcast will definitely have video too, so I can capture these ridiculous moments. So stay tuned because you are about to enter the Sea Press state of mind. I am here with Tyrone Brennard. Can hey. I call you Ty? Yeah, you can call me Ty. Everyone calls me Ty. Um, so excited for you to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for pleasure, coming. Pleasure to be here. Um, so as you guys heard in the introduction, Ty has built up an amazing brand called Be The Fittest um, as a personal trainer working in London. And I just want to know, and I think everyone else will as well, where did this come from? And, you know, let's let's wind back the clocks, go to the beginning. Go Tell us beginning. how you got to where you are now. So, basically, it's a it's a, it's a quite a long story. We've um, got time. We've got That's time. Fine. We've got time. But, um, basically, like, so when I was growing up, I didn't ever, like, think I would be, like, a personal trainer. Like, having my own company, running, like, a personal training business, um, you know, being, like, an influencer of, of, of fitness, like a Reebok ambassador, any of it, like I didn't ever, you know, dream of. Um, but I guess when I was growing up, you know, everything, you know, whatever it may be in my life that was good or bad, I would always, you know, try and do some exercise. And it first came when I remember I was about maybe like five or six, like looking at magazines of like martial arts. And I remember one time like I went into the shop and I saw like, I think it was like Bruce Lee, on the front cover and I was like who's this guy and um you know I read the magazines and I was I, at, at that time I was really fascinated with just like the bodies of how these people looked like they looked mm. ripped up they had like yeah abs. How have they, they had done like it? yeah muscles and I was like what is this and then I got interested in like the moves that they were doing like you know like the karate kicks and the punches and I was like wow like so I remember I tried to imitate these magazines and try to just at home in your bedroom yeah, like, like looking at pictures I don't <laughs> I don't even think I could read at that time so I was just there just trying to you know do like the moves um and yeah that's that's the first time that I you know got involved in that and I remember in the magazines they used to say like you know try and do like x amount of press-ups sit-ups that sort of stuff so I remember I try it at home and um you know I, I didn't have any type of coaching but that was the first insight of of exercise for me and then moving forward you know I used to be like to my mum like I want to move to China and she was like what like you talking about China and I was like I want to move to China she was like what for and I was like I want to go to the Shaolin temple <laughs> yeah and she was like the how what? old were you at this I was, point I was young I was probably about maybe like seven or eight yeah and saying I wanted to move to China I want to go to the Shaolin temple I want to be like a Shaolin monk and my mum probably thought I was bonkers yeah and um 
And I still tell her to this day, you didn't take me. She should have taken me. I would have been a Shaolin monk by now. Yeah. But like, I was so, like, when I was growing up, I was so infatuated with the whole, you know, training, you know, the discipline side. And then, uh, yeah. And then I started actually really training when I was like 16 years old, going to the gym. Because in my school, they had a gym. So when I was like 14, they introduced yep. us to un- understanding like how to work out in a gym. So actually doing like bench press squats, stuff like that. And then, you know, as soon as I finished school, I probably started training. And then, um, yeah, from there, I just took it and just trained throughout the whole, you know, time of my life, but different styles. So started off with bodybuilding type of training. Mm-hmm. Weightlifting. Weightlifting. So, um, you know, trying to build muscle, basically. Yeah. And then from there, I, uh, you know, I got super big, you know, like super muscly. And then from there, I was like, "Mm, is this muscly thing like good? Like, I don't feel too fit because I didn't really do too much cardio. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Is it sustainable? Yeah. And, and, you know, I'd I'd be eating like, you know, over 200 grams of like protein a day, Mm. blah, blah. And then I remember one time I went to the track and uh, tried to do some track work. And then I ended up like feeling like I was going to die, have a heart attack. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm unfit. Yeah. Didn't go back for a year. And then I said, you know, what? I need to change it around. And I started doing like more fitness work. And then so I had the experience of doing the bodybuilding, mm. went to like the training of fitness, worked with like professional, uh, like, you know, track athletes, um, understanding the way that they trained. And then started working with more of my own body weight, doing like more, going back to like when I was young, just doing like press ups and stuff like that, but like doing bar work as well. So more calisthenics. And then... Um, Why did it... I mean, you obviously became... Sorry to interrupt you, but no, you obviously no, no, became really interested in fitness and it was something that you was like... You, not like an addiction, but you were you were so consumed by it. Mm. What was it that really... I mean, why did it take such a, like, present of place in your life? I just feel, you know, to be honest, like, I just felt like I, I, I don't know, I just loved it. I just loved being challenged by, you know... Setting yourself a goal and yeah, just getting, achieving yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and achieving the goals and, and changing, seeing how your body can change. And also, you know, because when I was in school, I was never, like, the fastest. I was never the strongest, yeah? But, like, I always, you know, would just, like, concentrate... Had the dedication. Yeah, and just concentrate on me and just try and get better. Um, and then, and then that's, I, I think that's what it probably was. And I think having that discipline, that regiment of, of being able to say, okay, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to try and do some exercise. Mm. You know, there wasn't anyone I used to follow to like, that would help me or force me to train other than some older friends that I had. But I think it was, it just came from within. I think I've always just had it in yeah. me to just do that. And then from, from there, like, you know, I got super fit and then I started working more on weights again, but more like working on strength. So Olympic weightlifting, mm. doing like snatches, clean and jerks where you lift, you know, maybe like one to five times maximum, but like is to, you know, eventually get like your, your maximal lift in like those two, like a snatch or clean and jerk, which is all strength type of training. I've seen people do that on Instagram. It looks impossible. Yeah, no, it's, it takes a lot of technical work. So I yeah. spent like, you know, years doing that as well. And then after that, I was like, man, like, why am I good with these lifts? Why can't I get super duper low? And then I was like, I need to start working on flexibility stuff. So, um, cause you do a lot of yoga as well. Don't yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yoga is a big part of my life, um, at the moment. But what happened was when I was training this Olympic athlete, he was, um, he was like, oh man, I need to, I need to, you know, get more flexible, get more fit. 
And I didn't know anything about flexibility training at mm. the time. So I said to him, listen, we need to go to yoga. And like he's like a six foot seven black guy. You know, he was like, yoga? He was yeah. like, I'm not going to know yoga. And I was like, no, we have to we have to go to yoga. He was like, only time I go to yoga is if you come with me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me go with you. And I remember we first went and the first type of yoga we started doing was very kind of uh, like feminine. Mm. Yeah. And it didn't really, I was like, <laughs> mm, I'm not sure if this yoga thing's for me. And then we went for like a week going to all these different classes. And then eventually, like, he was like, you know what, Tyler, it's my day off, I'm going to chill. And I was like, listen, there's this class called Ashtanga. We should go to it. He was like, I'm chilling, it's like my day off. I've been like seven days in a row, I'm done. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. So I went by myself and I'd done it. And this was the first time that I experienced in yoga. Can you explain to us what Ashtanga is, just in case Yeah, so Ashtanga is like a... So basically you have an approach to, to yoga and it's like a sequence that you have you have four different sequences like set have, movements yeah which are yeah. set movements yeah and it's like you do the same movements all the time so when you first start you go to like the primary series which is the for the beginners and it's like we first start with this set sequence of like sun salutations standing postures balancing postures seated postures then you have your you know uh back bends headstand and you know the finishing mm. finish finishing postures from there um and and basically you do that all the time and there's going to be moves in there that you won't be able to do and the more that you do it the more that you will improve and be able to get into those you know different postures and that's what basically ashtanga is and and you practice every day um and it's a very strength based you know practice but with like flexibility of course involved mm. and i remember I, I went there for the first time not knowing what to expect and there was like this little chinese lady that was next to me <laughs> and um I remember, you know, it was super tough. I was like, wow, this is quite this is quite challenging. And I brought water into the place and you're not allowed to drink water in Ashtanga. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, because like it dampens the internal heat. And um, he said, try not to drink water. I was like, cool. And yeah, I ended up spilling the water over. He had to all get like all these <laughs> tissues around the place. And I was like, oh man, like this guy's going to hate me. Anyway, it got to the point of him going to the headstand. And I said, you know, what? I've got headstand. Yeah, and then we went up to headstand, and like he was at twenty five breaths here, and I was like, I was like, I thought no, I thought I had it because twenty five breaths. I didn't understand like the breath work. I thought it was like twenty five seconds. Yeah, so I thought it was like one, two, three. Yeah, I've got twenty five seconds of this, (laughs) but his one was like one, two. When it got to about four seconds. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I need to come down. I came down, looked over at this little Chinese lady next to me. She's just chilling. She was chilling upside down. After the 25 breaths, he was like, all right, come down halfway. She went down halfway and then they went up and down like five times from the bottom all the way back up to the headstand. I said, oh my goodness. Then she like jumped back and then there was a point before the practice where she like, like she was in downward facing dog and she jumped her legs over like, over arms and like balanced in there and I was like what the hell is this it's so impressive when you see people yeah. do that but I mean you're that person now and I look yeah, at you on, but at on that Instagram point, I'm just like yeah but at that point I was like jealous AF yeah I didn't I didn't know anything about any of this internal stuff I was just like I need to do what she's doing mm-hmm. this Chinese lady next to me I gotta do what she's doing so again you know that challenge and that like you know that dedication for me to like reached there i said you know what let me try this so i i went every day after that 
for like two years on wow and and practice and and and, and got good so yeah basically that's the insight of it so now you know I bring all of the different aspects of, of, of what I do, of what I've experienced from my training into my personal training to give to yeah. the clients. Because your kind of back. fitness motto is stay consistent, isn't it? Yeah, it's to stay consistent, to stay dedicated, you know. And I feel like, you know, when you do fitness and you stay consistent and dedicated, it helps you not just like in fi- in fitness world, but like in life in general. Mm, and mentally as well. Yeah, mentally it's really important because like you need to stay focused and, and, and have you know that that dedication to to make sure that your training is you know 100% on point but like everything else around it to be yeah. that same yeah. you know on point as well so if you had to choose one form of exercise for the rest of your life you'd go yoga yeah or like you know to be honest i don't even consider yoga as exercise but if it was to be a part of exercise i would choose yoga okay because do you want me to give you a reason yeah, of course i do so basically with yoga yeah you can do yoga people do yoga they can go up to their like 80s or 90s mm. doing yoga like longevity it's, it's it's forever like you can do it forever like and the thing is i've got a saying like flowing water never goes stale yeah so like if you keep on moving if you keep and, and the nice. thing is you know with, with sometimes when you train you know you need to remember like when you're training you put your your body under certain amounts of stress mm-hmm. yeah with yoga like it's the total opposite. Like, you don't want to add stress to the body, yeah? So you want to always feel good. You want to always make sure that your body's moving. And, um, you know, I want to be able to do something that I can do, you know, for the rest of my life. And, you know, of, of course, like, we all want to, like, lift weights. We all want to do high-intensity training. But it's, like, you know, Not when you're, forever. like, 50, 60, 70, like, doing high-intensity training, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, yoga. Cool. So how did... A young boy who was obsessed with martial arts and kind of going to school but not that fussed about it end up being able to start a company and yeah, so, launch something that's been as successful as yeah, 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 Be no, The Fittest. Yeah. Do you know what? So my life has been, like, tough. So when I was growing up, you know, like, my... I was growing up, I didn't know my dad. Yeah, I've got a sister who basically we thought, you know, we both thought that her dad was my dad, but I found out like that her dad's only like her, her dad. dad, not my dad. So like I don't know who my dad is, yeah. So I've only had my mum there, and um, growing up, obviously, like things were a little bit tough in the household, and um, you know I I used to look up to a lot of like friends to be influencers and people that you know I would consider as family, but they weren't like you know my immediate family to 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 trust in. So. Growing up, you know, sometimes I'd get into, you know, a little bit of trouble. You know, my life wasn't always going in the right direction. And, uh, you know, things could have gone, like, totally left for me. Um, but, you know, for me, when I had my... When I found out I was having my first kid, I said to myself that I promised that I was going to change my life around. Yeah. Um, for, for for my baby, for, for the kid that was, you know, about to, to give birth. So, you know... People used to say to me, Ty, do you know what? You need to do like this personal training thing or you need to, um, you know, do do something, you know, with this fitness. And I was like, I don't know really what to do. And I said, personal training? No, I don't want to be no personal trainer. I don't want to work. No disrespect to like personal trainers. I am one now, but I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, I don't want to yeah. do personal training. I don't want to work in a gym. And people were saying, no, but like, you don't have to do that. You can work for yourself. So I started doing some research and started seeing you know, different companies. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have my own company. You know, I want to 
you know, be the best personal trainer I can be and set up a company and a brand, mm. you know, and uh, I did that. So I went to the Prince's Trust, who are a charity to help people who don't know anything about business, to give them some support, to help them understand what it is to set up a business. So I went to the Prince's Trust, went on a course, learned a hell of a lot. This course was like one of the best courses that kind of like gave me that fire in my belly to say, you know, I can do it. Yeah. And I'd done the course and... uh took it from there and, and basically ran with it and, and, you know, worked hard on my website, worked hard on the marketing, worked hard on, you know, all the other different aspects of, of starting up a business. I ended up becoming a young ambassador for the Prince's Trust. Amazing. Um, to go and talk uh, about how I started and, you know, how the trust helped me. And, uh, you know, from there, just, you know, trained a lot of clients and, and done a lot of stuff outside of it, being creative outside of the box, not doing what everyone else was doing. A lot of people would train in a gym first, get their clients and then, you know, move on and try and set up their own thing. Yeah. When I started my company, I had zero clients. I didn't I didn't have any any clients at all. And um, you know, like I done the opposite of what most people would normally do. But I had to be in that position to make sure that I would think outside the box and create opportunities for me that people wouldn't normally do. Mm. And then from there I just kept on growing. Um, you know, train people to the best of my ability and word of mouth got around. Um, also working on search engine optimization on Google, which the Princess Trust. Yeah, you know, that whole SEO world yeah, is so, so important. Yeah, now. so for me, like, you know, they, they had a course on SEO and I went there and I studied it and I implemented everything I learned, put it into my website. And, um, you know, I remember one time I created a blog post um, and I asked uh, a friend of mine, David Gandhi, who's a male model. Yeah. yeah, I said to him, oh, listen... Oh, I, I don't even know who yeah, that is. That's incredible. I said to him, listen, I've got my website coming up. Would you mind doing an interview for me? He'd done the interview, posted it on my site. He posted it on on his links, Facebook, everything. And like, I remember I got up to like number three for like search engine yeah, yeah. of like personal trainer Chelsea. And I remember that day I had like about three, four phone calls that come in. Amazing. And like, you know, from there it just kept on booming. And, um, you know, he's he's been so supportive of me since I started my business. He's been there, he's known since the beginning to like now. So he's seen the whole progress. So yeah, you just keep on building and opportunities come and uh, working with new people. And, and, and for me, I just always stay humble because I know where I came from. Yeah. And um, yeah, you just got to take every opportunity and just keep on building, just keep on building, keep on creating these new ideas, new opportunities for you to, to make it for yeah. yourself. It's um, it's not easy being a personal trainer because you. It's not like having a job where you turn up at nine o'clock and you leave at five. No. If one of your clients wants to train at six a.m. in the morning because they've yeah, got a demanding yeah, yeah, yeah. job, you've <laughs> got to be there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got now two young daughters, and I think mm. another on I the way. One on the way in like Ooh, a week. So exciting! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, close. How do you how do you factor that in? Making sure you get quality time with the family, but also you know getting up at four a.m. sometimes when you have oh, to and working a it's super. Tough. I mean, how many clients do you train was, in a day was, normally? Yeah, sometimes it's up to like ten clients in a day. Yeah, huge. Yeah, so it's so a bit demanding. Too, it, it become, it's between like eight to ten. If I get less than eight, yeah, I'm a happy man because I get like an hour where I can just chill out. But like, it's 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 so much, but. You know, I'm ready to drop some of my clients to give them to my other trainers, but they, no one wants to leave. Yeah. No one wants to go, which is the, the hard thing. But it's a good thing because it means I'm doing my job well. But, like, family is the most important thing to me. Yeah. Um. Even though, you know, they always see that I'm always working, but I try and work for them, mm. you know. Um. But, like, it's, it's, it's tough because the getting that balance right is, is the hardest thing, 
You know, you want your business to be successful. You want to be successful, but then what's the point of being successful if you can't share the success with your the family, pe- the people that you love? Totally. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a fine line between it. So I try and take time out, you know, on the weekends. I still work, but to, like, you know, now, like, you know, midday, and then from there, the rest of the family. Try and take frequent holidays, try and, you know... uh have weekends away with the family and like if my kids ever got anything in school where it's like a play or like something that they're gonna att- I'm always there mm. I'll always be there I'll drop anything you know yeah. like instantly to like be with my kids so um they're number one but I do definitely work hard but finding that balance I'm still trying to figure it out but I try and 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 you know listen to 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 what they say you know if they I remember one time like my kids said to me one time oh daddy um, you're always working, yeah, like that, yeah. And I was like, it made me just think, like, my kid shouldn't, like... Seeing it from their perspective. Yeah, like, shouldn't shouldn't be saying those kind of things. I want my kid to be like, oh, my daddy's so fun, or not, he's always working. So after that, I was like, you know what, like, I'm cutting some of these, these people down, I'm going to spend yeah. more time with the kids. So basically, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's... So eventually, hopefully, I can cut more time and be with the kids even more. Yeah, and because you're so... You're, you're in the public spotlight now and a lot. You have a lot of high-profile clients. Mm-hmm. I know you do a lot of work with um, Binky Felstead, yeah, whose yeah, transformation yeah, yeah, yeah. has been amazing. Oh, so, yeah, you. You, yeah, must, yeah, yeah. you must get so many inquiries. And it's it's hard, isn't it, to just say, like, nah, sorry. Yeah, it's, like, it's hard because at the end of the day, yeah, you still want to keep building a business yeah. and you still want to keep making the money. So it's, it's tough. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's trying to find a way where you can monopolise all the money without putting in so much time. Totally. So I've got ideas in my head, so it's coming soon. It's coming <laughs> soon. Watch this space. Yeah, watch this space. I want to ask you how nutrition has factored yes. into everything that you've done because I can probably imagine when you first started out, you it's a huge part of anyone's fitness journey, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's it's really, really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your, um, how's your, like, position on that change from when you first started getting into fitness and mm. exercise to mm-hmm. the, the point you are now? I mean, nutrition, like, first of all, like, it's, it's, it's key. For me, like, I would prefer to just eat, if I, if I couldn't exercise... Just eat well. You just eat healthy. Like, it's just eat as best as you can. But I honestly do feel as well, like, you have to have a balance. Like, the balance is so key. Like, I remember I would be like, oh, when I'm in, like, super mode training, yeah, like, trying to be as strict as I can, it affects certain things. Like, always being like that. I think it's unsustainable to try and mm. be like that for the whole year, yeah? Always try and eat healthy, but keep it balanced. If as in, want. like, if you need to have an off day, have If an you off need day. to have an off day, have an off day. If you need to... Some some of my clients, you know, are like, Ty, I want to lose weight. And, you know, we might cut down on certain, you know, macros, but I told them straight away, this is not sustainable. You do this for a certain amount of time that, you know, we're exercising for and then you have to maintain and be able to go back to like a, a normal type of sustainable diet. Yeah. Um, eating What's healthy. an example? Can you give us an example of someone that, so say someone that came to you saying, I really need to lose weight. Yeah. So imagine someone that's over consuming a lot of like, you know, fats or, or carbohydrates and they're saying, but like, Ty, listen, I'm, I'm still eating like good fats. Like at the end of the day, like fats are fats. Yeah. yeah. If you eat too much of the good fats, it's still yeah. a fat. Yeah. So, you know, I'd, I would take some of those down and, uh, you know, reduce some of the carbohydrates that they might have dependent on the their, their output of, of what they're doing in a day and uh, adjust it correctly. But like, I just explained to them that, you know, if you do this, you can't do this for like 
the whole year. Some people take it to an extreme where they're like, you know, super trying to like lose, mm. I don't know, X amount of kilograms in a certain amount of time. You can't have that diet for the whole entire year, mm. yeah, because your body's just gonna shut down. Like your body's just gonna, you know. And the thing is, your body won't react the same way it will if you go back to a maintenance phase and be able to, you know, have yeah. a phase where your body can just eat kind of normally. Because you, you hear a lot about this kind of yo-yoing. Like people have cut down their calories so much, and then you know they've got to their goal weight, and then they revert back to yeah, yeah, similar diet just, habits yeah, yeah, from yeah, before, yeah. and the weights just yeah, back just comes like back that. on. So I, you know, there has to be a sustainable a sustainable part inside of that yeah to mm-hmm. be able to be like you know what i might reach this but as soon as i reach it then i'm gonna you know have a have a way of trying to figure out that sustainability mm-hmm. you know whether you you know have one meal in a day where you know you might go over what you normally eat just to make sure because a lot of people as well they don't feel 100 percent in themselves lacking of energy feeling dizzy in a day because they're not just they're not getting enough yeah in yeah because they're just like starving their bodies they feel that they're not but they're trying to get this figure of looking a certain way and actually like you're just starving your bodies and as soon as you do eat normal food and and you end up binging because like your body's craving it so much you just put everything back on yeah and And mentally as well like giving yourself the chance to have not like I'm not going to call it a cheat day, but you know, mm. if like you were saying, for someone that's trying to do this crazy diet for a year, like it's yeah, not no, it's mentally, it's it's, it's listen, so hard. The amount of women that I've seen come to me complaining that like they 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 they're emotional and they've cried to me because like they feel like it's a pressure. Like there's a thin line between keeping fit and being healthy, yeah, mm. and being obsessed. The obsession, like you know, you get with bodybuilding people looking if they don't go to a gym in a in a day. They're like, man, like my muscles are going down. You know, they might take steroids yeah. where, you know, they feel like they need to be as good as like other people, especially if they compete. It's the same with like when you lose pounds, like you, you want to lose pounds, you want to look a certain way. Um, and, and, you know, being like, if you eat a bad food in a day, like you feel so guilty, like, you know, you might cry or do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, it's, totally. it's un- it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. So you thinking you're being healthy and, and being you know, like fit, healthy or training or eating well could actually become unhealthy because of the obsession for it. So there's a thin line between it. And I try to tell my clients about this thin line. I don't ever want to see any of my clients going down that road. Yeah, there's a word for that. It's called orthorexia. It means means being obsessed with eating clean and inverted commas. So yeah, Yeah. this, this happens a lot. And I honestly, mm. I'm not word of a lie. I think it there is a high percentage out there of females that suffer with this. Yeah. Yeah, that suffer with it, and 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 they so they'll say to you, no, it's not. But you know, they I feel that they, yeah, they have I that think kind of especially in a place like London where we are all so present on social media and so obsessed with fitness and going to the gym and getting that hit workout in mm. it is really hard because you even if you don't think you're doing it you are subconsciously comparing yourself to other you people are, all are, the time i mean instagram you know is great for businesses great for like people to promote themselves yeah the i mean same, you're huge now on but instagram. yeah no i'm all right but like at the same time it has this it's it's, it's adverse effects like it's it's totally you know of, of people you know, comparing themselves. You hear people get getting depressed because of their Instagram. Like, what's crazy is that, like, imagine you post 
and you get a certain amount of likes. If you post and then you don't get the same amount of likes, you're like, why have people start tripping yeah, out? Like, totally. why am I not getting the same amount of likes? Why am I not getting X amount of comments? Or people, my followers are going down. Like, who gives a flying monkeys? Yeah, about that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, how you live in your life based on a social media platform when your life is in front of you when you wake up every day from your bed to be blessed that you're living. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Then you're adding this extra shit. For me, it's crazy. It's absolutely madness. Like, I can't I can't believe it. And when I see some people, like, stressing out over it, I'm like, you know what? Leave it alone. You need to be without your phone for a week. Yeah. You know? Because at the end of the day, like, it's, 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 it's just crazy. It's crazy. So can I ask you what you eat in a day? Me? Take, so my, take us through an average. So my, like, I'd wake up and I would have probably, like, some sort of oats porridge get me get the day started moving and have a, like, a piece of fruit um i probably have an apple on the go mm. yeah so i have that bang on the go and then depending on like my day if i could try to get uh, a mid snacking i would yeah which probably go to like sea press in and out you know get like something to just keep me going whether you know it, sometimes as well like i might go a little longer which is not the best way without food so i might some days miss lunch because of the way my diet is your clients yeah which is not not i I don't you know condone doing it at all you know for me i would love to get lunch in and like if i could it would go you know get the salad bowls you know from sea i try and normally have like a salad a little bit of carbohydrates if i'm training like in the evening Mm -hmm. and uh some sort of protein yeah and uh then I'd have a snack, you know, in the afternoon, afternoon um, which could be like a protein shake or, uh, you know, like another piece of fruit. Some days, like when I when I train a lot of clients, I need high sugar levels. So mm. I'll try and like maybe even it might, if it's yeah, a banana. Yeah, it must just be so exhausting. Yeah, it's a lot mentally as well. And then in the evening, I would have, uh, you know, protein with some sort of like grilled vegetables. Um, and yeah, like if I needed to, then carbohydrates with it. So that's what I basically would, would eat. I don't eat too much. Um, you know, and I don't like I don't ever like unless I'm super worked out and and you know training like ten clients a day where I might not have the time to. Eat, I always try and get like those three meals in and two mm. snacks. Yeah. So I'm always eating maybe like five times in a day if I can. Um, that's that would be the dream. Um, and that's like for for that that kind of diet would be the diet that I'm trying to eat as healthy as I can, having mm-hmm. that balance. If it's in winter coming towards christmas then it's a whole different ball game yeah <laughs> so I, tough time. so for me like i would be like you know let me chill out you know if i've, if I've trained super hard over the summer uh eating clean then over christmas i'd enjoy myself i wouldn't even like watch what i'm eating i'll just enjoy eat good food relax you know if i feel like you know yesterday was a bad day then the next day would be mm. a better day go yeah. back to like that kind of that and, and, and keep that balance for me it's all about the balance you know and um yeah, if I feel like I want to have a pizza one day, like it was my kid's birthday, we went to Pizza Express. I had like a a, a Padana pizza, which oh, had that's like, the best one with the chicken yeah, with and the, the roasted. No, that's not the one. So the Padana was the <gasps> one with caramelized the, onions and ghost car- cheese. You got the one. That's yes. the one. Yeah, oh, the Padana one. Yeah, so, so good. I had that. Like loved it. I had like these dough ball things as well, and um, yeah, like. I didn't feel guilty at all. I, I, I like to enjoy life. You know, life is too short to stress over yeah. the foods. And for me, I'm a fitness influencer and I'm telling people out there, like, it's okay mm. to do that. I yeah. like, you know, you have to have that balance. You know, yeah. like, Gem- like Gemma, like, she'll be like at nighttime, oh, Ty, like, I fancy eating this or I fancy having like a burger. Yeah. And it could be like at like 9.30 p.m. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Let's just order it. 
But like the next day I'll be like, okay, cool. Let me go train. Yeah. Let yeah. me eat super healthy. But having that balance and being like, if you do this, then you do that. Or, you know, yeah. like vice versa. If yeah. you eat super, super duper clean, you need to have a time where you balance that totally. out and, 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 you know, eat what you want to eat. So yeah, there's always a balance. It's all about balance. Your, um, your daughters are quite young still at the yes, moment. Yes. How are you going to deal with, I mean, when they get older and they inevitably will want to get Instagram and phones and, yeah, you know, their yeah, dad's yeah, a personal yeah, trainer. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. are you going to, like, introduce them to that fitness scene while still maintaining the kind of aura of, like, positivity surrounding yeah. it, you know? Yeah, the thing is with kids and, and the phones and the Instagram is hard because I know how boys are. <laughs> boys are with it. But, I mean, do you know what? Like, I guess, like, I'll, I'll explain. Do you know what? The thing is with me, I'll be very open and I'll be like, listen, like, you're going to get a lot of, like, guys trying to, you know, hit you up and a lot of people are out there to to make themselves feel better through Instagram. And I'll be like, if you're going to use it, use it for a purpose. Mm. Don't just use it for any like willy nilly style just to be out there and just, you know, posting like nonsense. Like I'll explain to them like the reasons why I do it and why they should do it too. Yeah. And uh, give them just clear insight on, you know, what Instagram is for and how it can help you, like the bad things about it and, mm. and you know, be open and I'll be like, give me that password as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get one of those apps where you can track where your kids yeah, are. Yeah, I'm tracking where the kids are. Yeah, when they're on the Instagram, who's messaging? No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> I won't be that crazy. But um, no, it's important to keep an overview of them, but at the same time, letting them be free and, uh, you know, trying to learn how to cope with certain situations if they ever need any help then i'll always be here to to help it because like growing up like instagram and like social platforms they they are what everyone goes to as a kid yeah you know like my kid already knows what instagram is yeah Yeah. do they have any comprehension of what of their dad being kind of no so they've seen me me on like tv and yeah, like, because you did MTV. Yes, I was on MTV. Like, body, you know, and, was yeah, it Body Beach, SOS? Would be, yeah, Beach Body SOS. So they uh, they see me on TV. but And like, people would be like, you know, I could be on the road and people would be like, oh, you're like, you know, you'll be the fittest guy, blah, blah. And um, yeah, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. They just see me as like daddy. Yeah, like, silly, so silly, nice. silly daddy. Like they always, because I always do silly things at home. Like, so, you know, they see me as that. But I mean, I think my dad does... Um, my my kids think okay my dad does training and uh they know that i do fitness and they know that you know like i take it seriously and my kids started gymnastics and she's like oh daddy like you know like maybe i can you know be part of be the fittest when i'm older and i said of course so they 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 do have an insight but at the end of the day i don't want them to i just want them to know me as, as, as as being daddy yeah you know when they get a little bit older then I'll fulfill that and I'll be like, listen, you're working for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, You've got a lot of tattoos. Yes. Let's discuss. Yes, the tattoos. All right, cool. So, do you know, all my tattoos have meanings for it. So, let's I mean, start. looking at you now, it's pretty much just your face that yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah, a tattoo. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's it's, the it's, next, it's, is that coming uh, next? Do you know what? I said to my <laughs> missus as a joke, I said, listen, I'm going to get a face tattoo. She said, do you know what? You do that mean you are done. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. But, um, not so this one here, this, 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 this one. So I've got my uh, sleeve, uh, done. And basically this is a, a boy like praying in a cemetery. Have a, have a look if you can see a boy praying in a cemetery. And, um, oh, yeah. That boy represented me, and basically these were the first tattoos that I got. This was on my grandparents. Yeah. Right, and um, 
this represents the heavens. So you can see the angels at the mm-hmm. top and the boy praying. And then the world, the light opens with like, you know, the dove that comes through and just saying that there's like light there and there's there's hope. Yeah, there's hope. Yeah, there's future. hope there. So that was that. Nice. And then um, this one here is a this is a dope tattoo this this represents like that's my yoga. amazing i was my gonna yo- say is that i mean this is gonna be totally wrong looks like some sort of buddha yeah it's like a so this represents like my yoga side um the internal side but basically the story of this was you know the buddha has 11 heads yeah right and basically what it was was that this buddha was the 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 top buddha of 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 of, of finding people for, for love and and basically there were so many unhappy people out there that like the Buddha was like, man, like, why is there so many unhappy people? I can't see, you know, why there's so many people. So he built 11 heads mm. to see all the unhappy people, yeah, that he could mm. help to to give them love, yeah, that needed love. And he saw that there were so many that he had to build a thousand arms to reach out to Amazing. them. Yeah, so you got a thousand arms for that. That's, that's there. And so um, what happened was on the other side, I've got like a heart, yeah, with all these unhappy faces, yeah, which represent the people that are unhappy. Mm. And the part that's going to come next is the escape from the heart being, like, happy. Do you, do yeah, you understand? Yeah. So escape from the, like... So you've left heart. a little bit of space there. Yeah, for, for, the, for, uh... that, for that end of the story. <laughs> and then on my back piece, I've got, like... The back piece is going to be the big piece. Do you want to hear Yeah, the, let's see it. Do you want to see it? All I right, want to see right, it. All right, cool. This needed to be a video. Sorry, listeners. No, no, no. So basically, let me... So, so oh my god it's not, it's not finished yet but as you can see at the top is right, that you there yeah, oh it so says I, be the fittest yeah, yeah, on yeah. it so so <laughs> so basically at the top right it's got like the heavens which are open yeah so can you see like jesus and oh yeah jesus and like all the yeah yeah, yeah so you can see like G, so you can see jesus and that and then at the bottom you can see me Right? Yeah. And you can see a car. I can see a car and so, I can see Tyrone. Yeah, so so there's a car there, but the car looks like a smashed up car that's been in like an accident. Yeah. Yeah, but when I was young, I had an accident, yeah, in a car, a big car crash. And um, what's going to happen is that, what, what car is the, the side of the car, on left or right? It's on the left. The car's on the left. So the, basically the car, the car crash on the left, yeah, is going to be of all my past life, yeah? Like when times were a little bit like, yeah. you know, like bad and like my life wasn't going to where you know I wanted it to go and you know it just wasn't going on the right track and it's going to represent all of that on that side yeah and then on the right side it's going to represent the new side yeah you know with like where you are kids, now yeah where I am family. now exactly and basically there's going to be like a pathway of where I would choose so I'm walking in there and I choose that lane yeah and then it's going to have like a London landscape of where I grew up and yeah, like this yeah. London town in it and then like over it is going to be like the heavens with Jesus and that overwatching. Amazing. So that's basically going to be the Because I'm not, I don't know how I really feel about tattoos. I mean, my, my husband's got a few, but I love the fact that yours are so, I mean, that's amazing. Incredible oh, story. Yeah, yeah, thank it's, you, thank I you. think it's awesome when they've got meaning and not when you're like, I mean, my husband got a horrific tattoo when he was 18. He's a twin and he got like the Roman mm. numeral two here done so badly in his eye. I really, really regret that. Oh man. Anyway, they some, look some, great. Of them, some of them are funny, but yeah, no, for me, you know, like I, I love tattoos and I need to get them with meanings. And um yeah. it's something, do you know what? Like I remember I, I said to one of my clients, I was like, oh she was like, Ty, why have you got so many tattoos? 
And I was like, because I love art. She was like, just buy a bloody painting. <laughs> and I was like, true that, true that, true that. Yeah. So, um, but for me, I, I, I haven't got a tattoo for a while. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna book in, and I'm gonna finish off, you know, this part, and yeah. I'm gonna finish off the back piece, and then see where else there is. But like at the moment, I'm good. You're at running the moment, out. Of space. Yeah. At the moment, I'm running out of space. Okay, and I've got three questions which I always ask yep. that I end the podcast with. The first one is, what's one thing in life that you would do again if you could? One thing in life that I could do again if I could. I would... What would let me think. There's, you know, there's a lot of, of things. Let me just think. Could that be w- anything. All right, cool. I would... I would... I would... Don't worry, you can always edit out no, your no, thinking I, time. I would, do you know, there's one thing that I always love, which is so precious to me when I'm on holiday with my kids and um, I just love like not having to work here yeah, mm-hmm. and to be able to just spend quality time with them and like my kids love that, you know, time and I love that time and when I look back at pictures and when I look back at like videos, like, I always just wish, oh, I wish I could go back there with yeah. them and, 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 and relive those nice. type of moments. Let me book a holiday right now yeah. kind of thing. So I always, like, every time I do that and look at that, I always, uh, you know, look towards that. Okay. And what's one thing in your life that you would change if you could? One thing that I would change would be... Uh, that this one's Having more time to go on holiday with the kids. Yeah, I'm having more time. No, but one thing that I would change... It's a it's a tough one because obviously like we always say that like, whatever happens to us has made us, mm-hmm. but there have been some crazy, stupid mistakes I've made in my life, and um, I guess like you know just replaying some of those moments that you know you made stupid mistakes in that like you know was just unnecessary. I would undo some of those moments, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't think like there is. How old are you, Ty? How old do I look? Quite young, I think. Tell me. I would say you're like 29, 30. Yeah, so I'm 30, turning 33, like in November. That's amazing. You've achieved so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, there was a lady saying, oh, she thought I was like 24. Like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I like it. No, no you're cool. very youthful. Oh, thanks. Youthful is key. Yeah. Young at heart. Um, okay, and final question. What does state of mind mean to you? State of mind means uh, regardless of, for me, it's, you know, any situation that you might be going through in life, whether it's good, whether it's bad, um, you know, any trial or tribulation, um, you know, issues. But you always, you know, keep, you know, that state of mind where you stay positive, you know, you try and overlook you know what it could be that could be like putting you down or that could be even good and just always try and you know have that state of mind where you know we always stay as present as we can and be humble and uh you know and be as good a person as we can for me that's that's what it is you know having that state of mind um and for me like i've always had that and i've always you know tried to influence that with the people around me to you know have that state of mind and that's what it means to me awesome we're done mate Thank you. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Thank 
Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode with Ty. I really hope you enjoyed it and that it provided something valuable for you to take away and implement into your daily life. If you did enjoy the episode, I would love it if you could rate us, um, subscribe and leave a review as well, as that really helps to get the podcast into more people's ears. For now, though, I'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Bye.